A little over a century ago, one of the founders of the Mayo Clinic famously did a study of the value of the human person. Oh, not the person as a whole, but the chemical constituents of the human body. At that time, he determined taking each of the chemicals that make up the human body, the average person was worth $3.84. A few years ago, the Mayo Clinic updated that study. Using current values for the wholesale prices of the chemicals that make up you and me, They determined the price hadn't changed very much. In the course of a century, our value had increased by 16 cents. We were worth about an even $4. Of course, it would be very costly and difficult to distill the body into its constituent chemicals. And indeed, if we look just at the tissues and organs, we're worth a lot more than $4. A skeleton, a human skeleton, is worth about $7,000. Each of our organs will fetch on the black market several thousand dollars. The corneas are among the most valuable. Each cornea worth more than $22,000. And human DNA is worth just about $2 million an ounce. Taking the constituent parts of the human body, you and I are each worth about $45 million. Spouses don't even think it. But what are we really worth? What is the worth of a human person? Imagine we were placed at auction here and now. A box set up. A random person in the congregation standing upon the box. And an auctioneer hoping to fetch a good price for the person. Oh, we're not so much interested in the physical person. But what if the auctioneer began the bidding by exposing the soul of that person? What is your soul worth? What are you worth? What price do you think you would fetch if an auctioneer said, Ladies and gentlemen, look at this person and look at their soul. Every sin you ever committed on display. Every thought that ever entered your mind, visible for all to see. Every moment of wickedness and evil and selfishness and pride. Every moment of sensuality and lust on display. Who wants to start the bidding? No one. In the midst of all of this, when an auctioneer is asking, what is this person worth? Who will bid for this person? 
one voice, a solitary voice is heard. I will. Take me and let him go free. Take me and let her go free. Take me. One voice is heard, and one man stands up with a cross on his shoulder. Humbled, you or I on the stand would say, Not I, not I. I am unworthy. An English poet, George Herbert, wrote five mystic songs. They've been set to music. One of them begins, Love bade me welcome, but my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me glow slack, was quick to enter in, sweetly asking if I lacked anything. I said a guest worthy to be here. And love answered, you shall be the guest. Not I, Lord, not I, Lord, I am unworthy. You see my sins, you see the guilt, you see my shame. You see all that is evil and wicked and filthy about me. You see, Lord, how I have treated others, how judgmental I have been, how quick to offer criticism and point the finger at others. He simply says, the first station, Jesus is condemned to death. Lord, not I, not I. You know the, ca- you know the suffering I have caused others. You know the pain, the hurt I have given by my words. You know how I have longed to express the love in my heart, but so often it's the anger, the impatience that comes out. And he simply says, the second station, I take up my cross. Lord, I am unworthy. You know, though, I want to be holy, good, pure. I fall again and again and again. Sin defines me more than anything else. And he says, the third station, I fall the first time. Lord, I'm beginning to see that you've taken a price, the cost, the burden of my sins. I know your love, and I don't know how to repay it. I am still unworthy of so great a cost. And he says, the fourth station, I look into the eyes of my loving mother, and there I see the love she has for me. Know that is the love I have for you. Lord, I am weaker than I thought. I dare not show that to the world. 
For the world would laugh and condemn me. The the world would point and criticize me. The world would think of me as little and small and weak and unworthy and incapable. I know I am inadequate of so much. And he simply says, the fifth station, let me carry your cross. Lord, I have looked at images that are unworthy of you, that are anything but the reflection of the human body in all of its dignity and glory, and he points to the sixth station. Veronica wipes his face, and there an image of glory, drawing our attention to that instead of our sins. Falling again and again, he points to his other falls. Points to the moment when he was nailed to a cross. Points to the moment when he stretched his arms out wide and said, I know the sins of every person here tonight, and I give myself to pay for your sins. Go free. Be free. In the love of my Father, be free as children of God, a loving Father. Let me take your sins from you once and for all. What is a human person worth? The price of God himself. In the flesh. Nailed to a tree. To take the punishment for your sins. So that you can go free. What am I bid for this soul? What am I bid for this human person? And a solitary man stands up and says, Take me and let this person go free. Take me so that this person can know how beloved they are by God. Take me and let this person go, free from the condemnation of their own mind, free from the burden of the condemnation of this world, free from all that holds them back from falling on their face before God. Love bade me welcome, but my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack, quickly entered in, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I said, worthy to be here. He said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful, He said, do you not know who paid the price? Gently I gave myself to him. Gently he died for me. 